Um, my voice is a little scratchy. I was in charge of games, and I had to sometimes get a little passionate about it and let people know, no, that is not the rule. So um, uh, godly correction happened out in this field right here. So, uh, but yeah, like everyone said, the church camp was just so amazing. Um, we had such, thankfully, we've had such great leaders that helped. Uh, Marion Souza and Josh Davis are our main um, youth leaders that help us every Wednesday. And they just, without them, that would have never been possible. Um, they just helped us and just stepped up and helped us in so many ways and just loved on the kids and just poured their hearts out. And um, it was just amazing. Like, you know, even like just everyone that served, I think Pastor Allen taught on, talked on it a little bit, but like everyone that served, like from Mr. Keith, Miss Dana helped, Thomas Paulson helped. They just loved the kids. They, you know, they were cooking the hot dogs and bringing stuff in, but still they'd give hugs, mess with kids, talk to them, and just loved on them. And it was like like what he was talking about. It just you just felt the love, you know, and. Um, getting to see that all weekend and build up and just getting to experience everyone that helped. And we got Miss um, Shauna Burns came down and she taught and just imparted great things to our youth, you know, just about emotional um, health and just amazing. It was an amazing conference, really blessed. And so what I want to talk on is kind of what I taught on last night. I did a really condensed version of this with the youth. Um, and we set up, it was, I'm not, I'm not the best at like decorations and setting the atmosphere and stuff like that. But someone had a vision that they saw a table and the kids sitting at it. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Shelly and Miss Dana and I think Miss Missy helped and set it up and it was just such an amazing time and got and that's where one of them got saved through that evening service and just amazing so i'm super excited to see what comes of it afterwards you know and that was something we really taught on is that we didn't want to just have a great conference we wanted to set them up for success and to build upon right because it's all about the foundation um i'm gonna pray for us real quick and then we're gonna get started so, dear God, I thank you for um, just us getting to come here today and enjoy each other's company. I ask that today as we go through and I just talk that I'm able to just impart what you have for us to hear. And then also I just pray that um, just lives are touched, that we open our hearts and minds to you right now. Um, any distractions, things that could have happened throughout the week or that are currently going on, that we just push those aside and just allow you in here. And you're the only thing allowed in here, your presence right now, Lord. Amen. All right, so most of y'all know I'm Tyler Young. I, me and my wife run the youth group. Um, I've been going here for a long time. I can't even, sometimes I think, oh, it's been like 10 years. And I'm like, 10 years ago, like I graduated high school. So that's not the case. I was here a lot longer than that. So I don't know. I've been here a while. Um, but I'm very passionate about teaching our youth foundational stuff because I want them to understand because that a relationship with God is a lot easier than sometimes we understand. 
And uh, I've heard, I've talked to some youth that are scared to get saved because they are worried about how to do it. And, uh, and it's built to this huge thing when it's so simple. It's so simple. Um, I was praying about, I normally don't do like titles for sermons, but um, God told me it was, he wanted me to call it walking the race with God. And I was like, it makes no sense to me because I'm so, I'm so competitive. If it's a race, I'm winning it, you know. But um, so many times we hear that, that it's a race, like that, that we're pursuing this with God. But really, it's crazy is that if someone comes up to me and goes, you want to race? Me personally, yes, I'm going to race, but if I'm not feeling it, I'm not going to do it. But if someone goes, hey, you want to just go for a walk? Well, yeah, I'm always up for a walk. And so God was talking to me and he said, it might be a race or it might be you might only have a certain amount of time to finish this life, but he wants to teach you how to walk this out. And so it's step by step. It's not, it's all about the pace in which you set. You look at runners and if they're doing a marathon, they are not running a like three or the fastest mile ever ran, right? Because it's a marathon. Like they, they have to pace it. They have to build upon it. They have to set themselves up for success. And so the goal today is I want to kind of talk about and introduce you into the, like who I believe God truly is. I think sometimes... Um, he gets like almost even a bad name like God, you know, like, and even I always think of it as misrepresenting, like he's mispresented, you know, you could have the best product in the world, but if you do not have a good presentation for that product, then I mean, I'm not going to buy it. Like, you know, you, it's not about selling people, but it's about presenting a pro who he is accurately. And so, um, growing up. All that's about my life, I heard God was like this tough God. You had to like watch everything in that year. Um, you know, that whole thing, sinner saved by grace, and that your your works, you're striving to get to this place, and you're never good enough. You're never all this stuff. Um, and then like me, how just how my mind works is I'm like, all right, I want to have a relationship with God. So I'm looking it up, I'm researching because I want to understand how to do this. Because if, if it doesn't make sense to me, I, it, I can't do it. Like, you know, like people are like, creative people, I don't understand. They're like, yeah, I got this big block of wood and I just carved it out and there was the angel. I'm like, what? Like, that makes no sense to me. How did you, like, I'm like, I have trouble putting puzzles together that are like five pieces and you're over here building stuff. I, but that's gifting. But, um, and so, you know, like, I researched it and you hear all these things like, oh, you have to fast three days a week or you have to read your Bible for, uh, I saw this one thing. It said, uh, 30 minutes a day keeps Satan away. And I was like, what the heck? Like I, it, and as a young kid, like, I didn't understand why it didn't make sense to me. Um, but as I got older, you know, like, I believe that I pursue God, not in an attempt to keep Satan away from me and keep bad things away from me, but I'm constantly wanting to push the boundaries. I'm constantly wanting to push his kingdom further. I want to see, you know, God break out in the high school. I don't do my Bible time and personal time 
in order to go, oh, please don't let it touch our church. I want to push that. Because as you push into God, as you push these areas, you know, Satan can't stand there, right? It, the, the devil can't, like darkness, all this demonic stuff can't stay because as I walk forward with God, they have to, they have to back, right? And so I've decided that uh, probably a year or two ago, I was like, all right, God, I need to understand how to have this relationship with you because I really don't, even till just like two years ago, wasn't really understanding it. And so um, I'm working on using technology more. <laughs> and so, but, um, so as I was following God, God spoke to me about two years ago. He said that I needed to get from seeing being with him and having a relationship from work to actually an intimate relationship. And I was like, I, I kind of understand, but what, what he spoke to me over, it was probably a three-month span, is that um, I saw him as a, a boss. And he'd give me these, these tasks to do. And as I completed the task, I got constant. Like, I got paid, or I got, my salvation was there, and I'm going to heaven. But I have to always make the right choices, and when I don't, there's punishment, there's a period of time to where, like, I'm just beating myself up, all this stuff, and that's just not the case, right? It doesn't involve, like, you know, sometimes there is, like, in this relationship, I work in the sense of it doesn't come natural to me. Like, um, like I talked like last night, I felt like that was the right direction, but it's not natural to me. I'm very jokey, having fun, goofing off, talking trash during green time, you know, just harassing people, having fun. And so that was a moment I had to take and go, Tyler, this isn't naturally what's easy for you, but I know this is where God's speaking. And so I go, God, in this moment, teach me how to do this. And it took work. It was, it was very much out of my comfort zone. But God moved so powerfully and touched people's lives. And it was just amazing to see our youth get to experience God in that way. Um, so I was like, God, what, then what does it look like to be in an intimate relationship? And he gave me three things that I really want us to make sure we remember today. Um, the first one is knowledge of that person. Because... Relationship with God is like a relationship with anybody else. If I want to have a relationship with someone, if I want it to be a intimate, like actually close friendship, I've got to know about that person, right? So we ask questions, we talk, right? Um, spend time with that person, you know? As I spend time with that person, I understand further about them. Not only do I have the history but I have the understanding of like emotion or how that person interacts, right? I can talk to people that experienced like different, like if you talk to people from, that went to like Vietnam and stuff and you can hear, I can read stuff in books. When I sit down with that person, I actually get to understand and experience it in a different way, like an encounter. And then, um, in a relationship, any relationship, especially like me and my wife, um, one of the biggest things for me is knowing what that person thinks of you, right? And so, like, if I know that 
Shelby values me and loves me and that no, that's the foundation of that relationship, then any argument, anything, it's not going to be like me in which thankfully, you know, God's just with us working this out. Me and Shelby don't ever even think about, you know, divorce. I hear that word all the time when talking to like even some people at work that's like just something constantly on their mind that never crosses our mind, you know, because the foundation that we set from a young age was that I value her, she values me, I love her, and that no matter what, nothing's changing that. And so we have, we do have arguments, we have disagreements, and we're no different from that, but what keeps us and saves us on that is that foundation, is that we have the understanding of where the relationship sits at all times. You're setting up like a parameter. You're setting up a box for how to interact in that relationship. And so I'm going to go through each of these because, so these are steps and they're just relationship steps, but each of y'all's individual walk with God is unique, right? You know, I can't tell you a, a time period of how long you should spend with God. I can't tell you what your encounters should look like. Some people see like angels or they go places and have dreams. Um, God works with me a lot with emotions. I haven't really ever seen anything, like visibly seen something. But um, I know that's true, right? I know that actually happens. And so if I were to tell you that's not right and you can only feel emotions, I've just shrunk down what God what God's gifted you and what you can do, right? And so that's really key to me. Each of y'all have a unique relationship with God. You can have steps or ideas, but each of us are individuals, right? Like I, I always, I, sometimes I'll tell the youth, like if I were to try to get in Jacob's, like put on clothes that Jacob offered wears, it would, first off, I'm not getting out of the house because that's, like, Jacob's, Jacob's, like, this tall, which he's 12, 13. And so, like, it's understandable. And Jacob shouldn't be wearing clothes that I wear because he's not at that point, right? And so, like, uniquely, each of us are different. It would be weird for me to try to put on, like, Pastor Harvey's clothes, Right? If I try to walk the walk that Pastor Harvey walks, yes, Pastor Harvey's an amazing man of God. I would love to pray, for, in which I retract. I do pray for people and see healings, but like his testimonies, his stories, and all his, what God's encountered through him, like that is amazing. But if I try to walk a relationship with God exactly to the T, scheduled out like Pastor Harvey, it would be, it would, there wouldn't be a life in it because it's not my walk. It's Pastor Harvey's, right? So um, step one, and I use steps because I think of it like stepping up a staircase. But step one to me is uh, knowing his story and like knowing about the Bible. And um, I think there was a period of time to where sometimes we, we would be like, oh, I don't need the Bible. I just need encounters. I don't need to have this. And I think... Other sides of it, people are like, only the Bible, you must memorize the Bible, you must know. There's, there's two things, because they're good. You know, I have food and water. I need both, right? If I only went with food, I'd be, I wouldn't be to the health that I need to be. I wouldn't be healthy. 
And so there's a healthy balance of these, right? So I was praying to God, like, you know, because it was kind of a change from what some people have taught me. And I was like, all right, God, so what, what does it look like for me? And so the last two months, what I've done with reading the Bible is I've read Psalms 23, which was funny because Pastor Allen used it uh, not too long ago. And um, what I'll do, and it sounds, some people laugh at me, sounds ridiculous. So today is the 15th, right? And so I'll take one and five. I'll read the, uh, chapter 23 of Psalms, first one and first five. And that's what I'll read. And then I'll write, do, I'll journal. And I've been doing that for two months. And God's just been speaking to me about how he, how he guides me, how he leads me, how all this stuff he's just been pouring into my life. I'm not sitting there for 45 minutes reading the Bible. I'm just two verses a day. And God's just pouring out. So, again, just unique. Everyone's individual. But um, I was like, God, so, like, what's, what's the goal? I always like defining the goals of each thing. Like, all right, so this is what, this is what you want me to do. So what's the, what's the idea behind it? And um, he reminded me of when Jesus went to the desert and he used the Bible. Anytime the devil said something, he'd correct him and use the Bible and show the, what truly was. And so God told me, whenever something's out of sounds off or or doesn't line up with the picture of God that I've I've read about and that He spoke to me about, then I go like so. Whenever there's like chaos happening, sometimes there's chaos in my family, extended family, everything. The past couple of years have been kind of chaotic. Um, whenever I see that stuff going on, and God starts talking to me about how. Um, I'll never have the relationships I used to have. I'll never get to be close to them. I'll never, all this stuff starts coming in. All of a sudden I go, wait a minute. God's the God of joy, peace, and kindness. That's not joy, peace, and kindness, obviously, right? And so as I walk this out, I go, this doesn't line up with God. and This doesn't line up with God. So I, I can identify areas, right? I feel anxious. Like if like some mornings I come up here and I feel like just anxious. Well, God's the God of joy and peace. Like so how can I that's not that's not God right now. And so immediately I can go back and go, All right, God, so I see this isn't you. I ask that you come in and just kinda kinda set the tone, set the pace. And um also I read a study, let me pull out my phone because I took a picture. There was a study they did on um, they took individuals who read, and this isn't saying you should read these ways, but it's just what they found when they did a study. They took people who read one day a week, read the Bible, and that could include if they have a PowerPoint on the, at church or whatever, and they took it and they pulled these people all the way up to four days. And what they found was that people who, and I like to use not just the word of reading the Bible, but encountering God in like quiet time and just with him, they found that there was a, a drop in anger, anxiety, and depression by 50% in those people over a month span. There was um, a 200% increase in sharing like, like what God had done in your life. Like I always call it being thankful and sharing 
um, encounters that you had, and there was a 230% increase in discipling people. Because you can't, I can't teach someone to do something or teach someone about God if I don't understand it myself, right? And so if I go to teach these youth, I've never opened a Bible. I at one time had a youth pastor, he goes, you got to read the Bible. Hit his Bible, dust everywhere. And we're like, this guy, this guy, you got to watch this guy. He's like, oh, it's a new Bible. I'm like, oh, sure, man, whatever. Uh, but I can't teach these youth stuff if, like, I don't, you, you can't be a master or understand stuff that you, you don't have you haven't put work into, right? I don't want a plumber working on my house that's done no work towards being a plumber, right? That's called, that's, basically I could be out there doing it, right? Because I have no understanding about plumbing. Basically, that would be me, right? And so we've, it's about that whole thing of like understanding the purpose behind it. You know, growing up, it was that you had to read your Bible. And God spoke to me. He, he told me there's a difference between law and life. You know, whenever I read my Bible because it's expected me or, or, you know, like that 30 minutes a day keeps Satan away or to check a box. It's just, it, there's no life in it. It's just a religious activity that I do. It's no different from any other, other religion. It's, there's no life in it. Even though it's a great book, there's no life in it, right? But whenever I go, you know what, God, today I choose to spend time with you. And so in this time, I want to learn more about you. I want, there's a purpose behind it, right? It's not to check a box or to make people happy or whenever I go to small group, I can go, yeah, I read five days this week. Ha ha, I beat Timmy or Johnny or whoever was reading the Bible. They only did three, I'm better. No, that's not it because it's about what you, what you receive from it, you know. Um, if you're just reading to read and not like allowing God to speak, then it's really just wasting your time. You might as well find something else to do. Right. That's the way I've thought about it. All right. So next step is uh, spending time with and also put encountering him. And in this one, God spoke to me uh, about my best friend, David. I have a, a best friend. His name's David Reichs. Um, and in order to be best, me and him to be best friends, we spent a lot of time together. Me and him used to work for Effector Lawn Care, and we were in a truck every day of the week that we worked together. Eight hours, maybe some days ten hours, mostly eight because we didn't like working that long. <laughs> Just be honest, or we were quick, we were efficient, that's what it was. But, uh, <laughs> but um, so we spent hours with each other, and we talked, and, and not only, so I had a knowledge base of David, right, that goes back to the first step. I, I knew where David's house was. I knew that David was homeschooled like me. I knew that where David went to college. I knew what David liked to eat, what, that David loved comic books. David's a mechanical engineer. I knew all these things like because I spent time with him. But also out of that, I knew David's sense of humor. I knew David, uh, what it sounded like when David laughed. I knew by spending time with him, I encountered him. I knew what it looked like when David was upset. I knew what, uh, how the, his family dynamic was and how they interacted. And just, um, I knew not only knowledge and facts about David, I knew David on a very personal level. And um, 
I know David loves, he used to love board games. I I, just on and on. I know so much about David. Um, And that's something that God wants to build with us, right? Not only do we need the knowledge, right? I know God's a good God. Now I want to, now you need to encounter it. Now you need to experience it, right? And some of us, and I believe, you know, Miss Lisa was talking about, some of us, I believe that we know God's a good God, but sometimes we don't see it in our finances, in which wonderful, and we'll pray for us at the end and pray that God encounters us in our finances because I think that's big. Some of us um, deal with like anxiety, depression, and don't experience him emotionally and mentally and physically. Some of us have physical stuff. Pastor Harvey's here to pray for anybody, right? And his team, right? And so God wants to encounter you in this. He doesn't want you just to know that he's a good God. He wants you to experience that he's the God of joy. That he's God of peace. That in storms, that in life, that, that he brings peace. And that he brings love and kindness. And that, you know, there was uh, sometimes, uh, there was some people who came in and they were um, just standing in the back or watching the youth. And I, like, you know, normally I'm pretty protective of the youth. Like, I don't like, if we're having an intimate moment with God, I don't want people, a ton of people in here. Um, But whenever people come in and saw, I was praying about it, and I'm like, it's with some of those people that came in, they have kids around the same age. And what it does is they encountered hope. They saw that, you know, God can touch uh, our kids, our youth, or whatnot. And some people who work in the schools, some people needed to, need to see that because they can have hope that that the kids that that wear their mouth at school that just like just are constantly they're trying to correct and correcting God can encounter them through them living the life that God's called them right that they they got hope out of that they encountered something um, out of that you know uh, Miss uh, Thomas Paulson was talking to me about how amazing it was just watching our youth and just how much how it just touched his heart so much um so like as we do that we encounter that right i have the knowledge and i have the encounters um and the last step would for me would be knowing what that person thinks of you right Knowing what God thinks of you. So I understand that God's a good God. I've had encounters God's a good God. But how does God see me? Does he see me as good? Does he, how does, you know, because all growing up, you know, you, in which not here really, but like growing up you'd hear people talk about how I'm just filthy, I'm nothing, I'm, you know, um, if uh, I'm good enough, may God use me to, be a testimony, whatever, all this stuff, right? But how does God really see you? Um, again, I'm reminded of a story with David and uh, me and David, you know, best friends, right? There's about a two-month span <laughs> where we weren't best friends. We were in a pretty big argument. And we get to, it's building, you know, kind of back and forth, just jabs. You can tell there's friction there. And we get to a camp, and we're playing capture the flag. And something happened. Uh, we didn't like the way each other was playing. We tag each other, and you have to walk the person back to the jail. Well, something 
you know, just back and forth, back and forth. Next thing we know, we're rolling down the hill, wrestling, throwing each other down to the ground, uh, get separated and sent to a room. And our youth leaders were really good. Uh, sent us to a room and said, I don't know what's going on, but y'all have about 15 minutes to figure it out. Now I'm coming back in here because this is, because we were like the, we are the leaders. We are the oldest guys. We led both the small groups for the guys. And here we are just like bloodying each other's elbows, rolling down this rock hill. And um, we sat there and just God came in and uh, started talking. And we <laughs> realized over months, probably six months, just slowly, a little bit here, a little bit there, we just um, hurt each other's feelings. And it got to a point to where we thought each other, like, we got to a point to where we didn't know, we didn't, we weren't connected to the foundation of the relationship. You know, I didn't feel like he respected me or really cared about me. He didn't feel like I respected him or cared about him. We solved that. We talked, we talked about how much we valued each other. About 10 minutes, talked about how much we valued each other and cared, apologized, gave each other hugs, talked to my dad back at the time. Um, was in the youth and talked to dad, talked about it. Walk out, next thing we know, it's ice cream Sunday night. We're making ice cream Sundays, dying, laughing, talking about different things, funny stories, and it's like it never happened. We got reconnected back to that foundation. And um, in that, we were able to, everything just disappeared because I knew David respected me and loved me and valued me. So all those lies that were spoke, they're gone, right? So whenever I know the foundation that God has for me, I'm able to go, you know what? He does love me. He has good things for me. You know, even though the outcome, like sometimes that like test taking for work, sometimes the outcome isn't what I want it. But you know what? God, God does love me and he cares about me. He doesn't, this isn't him punishing me. You know, this is, this is the foundation is God's a good God and he thinks I'm good. And he thinks I'm, he's, you know, I got to remember that I'm a son of, and daughter. We're sons and daughters of God. We aren't people who work for God. It goes back to that relationship. And so um, I saw a prophetic picture today. And then I'm going to pray. And then I think we're going to have someone do the keyboard. And I'm just going to give us a time to encounter God for just a, just a minute. But I want to tell this prophetic picture. So. As you know, I watch a lot of Disney. It's because my boys watch it. No, I watch it a lot on my own. Um, Got to be truthful. Uh, but I'm watching Lion King about six years ago, and a part comes, and it's just hitting me. Early in the morning, about to go to work, I'm sitting there crying. I'm like, this makes no sense. And so over the years, God, I watch, every time I watch Lion King, God just speaks to me about this one scene. And so I'm going to talk about Lion King, and then I'm going to point out a couple things, and then talk about how I think it applies today. Um, you know, if you remember Lion King, uh, there's a young cub, him and his dad are hanging out, well then the dad ends up dying. And in comes the uncle, and tells him it's his fault, and tells him all these lies, and tells him he needs to run, and he needs to leave, and that he can't be here. And so he runs and he meets people who, uh, two of his best friends who had a misunderstanding and told him, whenever stuff like that happens, you just put it behind you and turn your back on it and you never, you don't worry about it anymore. And basically when, they, they always said when you, the world turns its back on you, you turn your back on the world. 
And so they reinforced that he, he didn't need to go back. He, he didn't need that. And what happened is he's having this struggle. Somebody from uh, his family back where he used to live comes up to him and goes, hey, your uncle's there and it's everything's, everyone's dying. Everyone's going to die because there's how I think of it when I look at it through like God's eyes. Life left there, you know. Simba was there. A lie came in. He removed himself and then the liar came in and destroyed that area, right? And so, and he's struggling back and forth whether he should go back and he meets this crazy monkey, right? And um, he goes, oh, I, I, know you're, I know you're dead. And he goes, no, nah, well, he's dead. And he says something that just has always stuck out to me. He goes, um, he's alive and I'll show you. And so, as I was watching, it always gets me every time I watch it. Uh, as I was watching it, I was like, my gosh, like, the thought of, um, like, being able to say that to people, like, the confidence. And so, it took Simba chasing after this monkey, and there was this long, like, they chased, he chased, he got lost, he, he had to fight through these fines, and to, he had to go through all this stuff trying to hold him back. And he gets there and he shows him water. And he goes, ah, oh, that's just me. And he goes, no, he lives in you. Touch the water and he sees his dad. And then the clouds open up. I mean, God is all in this movie, right? Clouds open up. The dad comes in and tells him he forgot who he was. He forgot who the dad was. And he's like, no, no, like, you know, going crazy because he loves his dad. And he said, you forgot who you were, so you forgot me. You're more than what you become. And... um you're the one true king, and you're supposed to be here. So what happened is he went back there, and he told his friends his plan. His friends saw that um, turning his back on that was a mistake and said they're with him. And as they went in and they, they walked into that place, they um, see all the death, and they see all the, just all this stuff, and um, something he says is he says, uh, this is my kingdom. If someone, no one's going to, if I don't fight for it, who will, right? Powerful stuff, right? That can be taken to every one of our lives. And so he fights his uncle. His, he gets to a point where his uncle backs him down. He's about to die. And his un- the truth comes out that his uncle killed his dad. That he didn't kill it. So truth came in. Completely empowered him and he beats his uncle. And there was fire. There was water. It started raining for the first time in a while. And basically the fire and water, you know, fire purifies stuff. You know, whenever stuff burns, people burn their yards sometimes even to get, if there's too many weeds or whatnot, they'll burn their yards. I've never fully understood it, but they'll burn their yards. And then it'll come back like green grass. I'm like, that is wild. Um, and then water and fertilizer, all this stuff, you know. And so uh, what God spoke to me today is that there's some of us, and I think it's so good about the baptism tonight. There's some of us who, who were walking with God or have walked with God, um, 
but there's been hurts or there's been lies that have come in and they've made you step from the place that God's called you. And so in that, you gave up that spot and you've turned your back on that spot because you don't believe that. You've believed these lies that you aren't good enough, that, that you can't do it, that you aren't called to this, that all these lies come in, right? And so as, as God was speaking to me about it, is I want to come in and show you that, that he lives in you. That these callings and destinies and all this stuff, you're, this is where you're supposed to be, right? And so I'm going to give you a moment in a second to remember who God is and remember who God is in you. And also remember that those areas, areas in my life right now don't look great, certain areas. But you know what? Like if i love that saying if i'm not going to fight for that then who will because it's in my life right and so there's like the high school i love the high school i was homeschooled i've never gone to schools but you know what god laid a passion on my life to to see the high schools transform and see god move powerfully and so in that if i even though i didn't have any i don't have any attachment to that place if i don't fight for that place if i don't pursue god with that if i don't seek and believe that i can cause change that god's a good god that he's fully equipped me to see that and to pick up all that stuff then there's a portion of that that may never get touched because i'm called to it right um, I believe that a bunch of us here are called to things and um, hurts. Let me tell you, it hasn't, you know, everyone that's been here hasn't been easy the last couple of years. It just really hasn't. But you know what? God's breathing something on us and he's saying that, that he's called Grace Fellowship to a place. And if we don't fight for it, then who will? God's gifted us and anointed us and he's given us giftings and abilities to touch places that no one else can touch, right? We... The, like how Pastor Allen talked about the gospel in which we teach, the, what we teach, we empower our kids, we empower our youth. We believe that from an early age that they can change the world. I truly believe that my son one day can come in here and pray for someone to see one, someone healed. He could probably walk in there right now because God, I believe the God in him, right? And so it's, our, it's on us to know how God sees us. And as I see that is I understand how God sees me I'm able to have encounters with him and I build that knowledge of who he is and who he's been you know there's stories God's always you know whenever there's darkness whenever there's turmoil when there's chaos God's always came in and whenever people stand up and go God I need you you know you look in all the stories of the Bible God's always came back in and and Whenever people pursue him, he comes in and heals it, right? And so what I truly believe is that, one, we can, if you've never been baptized, hey, they got that water ready for you tonight, right? If you've lived and you're like, man, I've just not been living directly. I love um, rededications because I'm like, that's a passionate person. You know, getting baptized is passionate, but you're taking a step forward. If if you're like, hey, you know, I haven't been walking fully. I, I'm called to I'm called to uh, pray and touch men's lives around me, and I haven't been doing it. What I want to do today, about seven years ago, I realized that I was just stagnant. I wasn't pushing. My, I was not pursuing God at all. And I was like, you know what? We had a men's ministry conference. 
And I was like, I'm going to, they were getting baptized. So I was like, I'm jumping in. I'm doing it because I choose today to pursue you in a new way. And so if you are, have accepted God and you're like, I just got, I feel like today's a key day and I want to get rebaptized, like rededicate that to God, let's go for it. Jump in there, right? And so I want to pray for us. And what I want as uh, Mr. Peter uh, plays, I want us just to sit and just ask God how he sees us. That's all I, all I want you to do. Ask God how he sees us. So, all right, I'm going to pray real quick. So, dear God, I thank you for these amazing people that we've been blessed to have at this church. I thank you for um, just getting all these. We're just all so unique and just allowing us to encounter each other. I thank you for this family that you've given me here, Lord. I thank you for the love and passion that you've given these people. I just pray that we continue to pursue you in this, Lord. Today marks the day that um, people are released, Lord. Um, I believe that, God, it's a big thing that we, we release people into their callings and destinies, Lord, and that today is kind of like that step, stepping into who they're called to be. It's that transition from, from being a, a person who, who understood or kind of had a, uh, idea of who you are to pursuing you to have a full understanding Lord I pray and just release these guys and I pray right now that you just come speak to everyone in here Lord just show them how you see them Lord we pray that just you encounter them we, we push all distractions away we open our hearts and minds Lord and anything trying to hinder, anything from the past has to go, Lord. And I say that these guys are amazing. These, these people here today are just amazing, good, just faithful people, Lord. And we just thank you. I'm so blessed to be part of this family and have the pastors and everyone that we have, Lord. And so right now, just talk to them.
Okay, so what we're going to do now is actually we're going to have the youth adult leaders want to come up here. And then Camille, and if there's another youth in here, you can come up here. So we had something happen last night, and God just moved in this really powerfully in us, in our youth group. And so um, we are praying about it today, and we just want, as um, just the youth, we want to impart what, we, what God gave us last night. And so if God spoke to you, or if you just want to get prayed for based upon anything or what was taught today, uh, just come on up you know, uh, and we're good. Anything else, sir? Everyone stand up. And y'all are released.